Sweat Equity Podcast and streaming show for that ass. What? 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 Yeah. Which ass? That ass. Tap that ass. I'm so white. Uh, that other voice you're hearing that is other Eric. ass. That other ass voice you're hearing is Eric Redinger on the ones and twos. Hit that soundboard. On that other ass cheek, Law Smith, we're bringing sweat equity to you. We're 2020's Lux Global Excellence Award for best comedy business podcast in the world. I don't have the best something or other. We're just the best. Uh, Sweat equity podcast, the number one comedy business podcast in the world. That's the one. Listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, app, Spotify. Subscribe, rate, review. That hooks us up more than anything other than our sponsors like trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat. What's Grasshopper? It's a business phone line. Don't have the Google Google Voice business line. Don't have a uh, your phone number as your side hustle, your business phone line when people try to follow you and order something and complain and then they get your personal phone number? F that F and F. Trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat like Montez Sweat yeah. gets you $75 off an annual plan. That's trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat like Keith Sweat or Montez Sweat gets you 75 bones off an annual plan. It's a scalable business phone line. You get a desktop app. You get a mobile app. You can forward it to your from your phone number to port it over to the app, compartmentalize your life. That's why you should try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat like sweat equity. Try oh. try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. $75 off an annual plan. I don't want to delay this any longer. Let's get this party oh, started. Hi! All right, I have to ask, and I'm excited to ask this question is what happened on August 17th, 1952? And I'll tell I'll tell Mother. the I'll tell the listeners after why I asked this, but I'm I've been holding this in my pocket for about three. I months. didn't think you'd remember. Yeah, honestly, yeah. but I actually remember. I came out of the birth canal and I went waving and stuff. That was when I was born. But you uh, you have your your podcast where you uh, what was you had a CEO podcast that you would ask everybody their birthday what happened on this date. And can you tell us some of those stories uh, of why that was a great kind of icebreaker for a podcast for a lot of people that are very, um, you know, doing interviews a lot, a lot of the time they're just running through them. And I think you caught, you caught them. You got them a gotcha, as you would say. Well, the, the reason I did, the reason I did that law was um, in Eric was what I found out is the true value in meeting somebody is their journey. And most people always tell about their where their destination they arrived at. So when you have traditional business interviews and stuff, you go, how'd you get? Oh, yeah, I started the company, blah, 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 blah. Well, what we all know, and, and I'm sure you two can relate to this, it all starts with things that happen in our life. And I was on a call right before this podcast with one of my guys that I'll try to buy his company back. 
eight, nine years ago out of Detroit. And he was all angst up when we were talking about the, the journey in your life. So the reason I always ask, I find out their birthday and I go, what happened on your birthday? So picture I'm doing every week a radio show with a CEO. And the CEOs I'm doing interviews with are some pretty real CEOs. They're not mom and poppers, you know. Uh, I had, um, you know, the Outback founders, you know, Chris Sullivan. I've had uh, a three-star general, General uh, Byler. I had all kinds of different people that have been on journey. What's crazy is, is when you ask them their birthday and they go, it startles them. And they start their journey there. And what you find, for me in particular, is most people never recognize, even themselves, how their journey formed to where they are today. And they never recognize the, the, the ups and downs in their journey when they're experiencing ups and downs today. The guy I was just on the phone with, he was bitching a moment you know, about politics, all the crap. And I'm going, why would you bitch a moan? He goes, well, look, what do you think is going to happen? I said, the same thing that happened yesterday. I mean, there might be some nuances, but you're too small. You know, you're, and I don't mean small in stature. And so we went through all that exercise. And so my interviews, my interviews with these individuals were epic law. They would, they would, they would share the journeys. And I'm not going to share her name, but one if do you want to hear an epic journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why we have yeah. you on. You're Ron Contour, my friend. Well, I, I had this one woman who is if she walked in right now on this podcast, she'd go, Wow, and she's CEO of a large national company. She just, you know, got her act together. You'd just be like, Man, that woman's just had nothing but a silver spoon, blessed life, you know, there's nothing ever bumping her road. You would say that. Now, what I did was I started with a birthday. As we started going through that, she shared with me and she goes, as she went through her journey, it turns out her father and her sister all both committed suicide within a 12-month window when she was a teenager. Whoa. I mean. That'll, That'll do some damage. Yeah. So she was all screwed up. And she, you know, she was. She's 50-something now, but she was doing, you know, like a lot of people in high school. Everybody always swears they never drank and smoked pot or anything in high school, and all they are is liars. (laughs) Yeah. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, she started telling this stuff, and then she really got transparent. She goes, to get myself together. Now, she's 51 years, and this is two years ago, so she's 53 now. She goes, um, at... 19, I joined the United States Marines. So picture this woman joining the Marines literally 30 years ago, 20-something years ago. Do you want to know what a woman joining the Marines was like 25, 30 years ago? I'm sure it was easy. They made a movie because G.I. Jane was such a, a, a atypical kind of story. Right. She was just like that. They, mm-hmm. they she told the story. She she they would march her into the swamp when she was transferred to Guadalcanal. Her sergeant would march her into the swamp and at night and tell her that she needed to empty the swamp. She was on swamp empty in detail. And they sat on the bank harassing her 
while she sat waist deep in a swamp with a shovel for eight hours digging a swamp out, obviously to no avail. Now, this woman, when you take the rest of her journey and stuff, she's been through stuff. She, she, you know, long story short, today, she's a highly successful CEO, drop-dead gorgeous as far as physical. If you met her, you would go, that's the most positive woman. I mean, holy smoke, she just had nothing but a silver spoon in her life. And the reality is, it's all part of the journey. That's why I do it. I mean, Chris Sullivan, when I interviewed him, how he got how he ended up, his dad wouldn't pay for his school. So he had to take a job as a busboy at Steak and Ale while he was trying to get into the University of Kentucky. And because his dad, he had a full ride at the Naval Academy because his dad was an FBI agent. Guess how many people I've met that know that? Friends of his don't even know his dad was an FBI agent. Dozens now. <laughs> yeah. Well, after my show, but, 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 but if the reality was, he took that busboy at Steak and Ales and subsequently became a vice president of Steak and Ale, went on with the founder and did chilies, went on and founded Outback. But it all started because he needed a part-time job to put himself through college at the University of Kentucky. Who'd have thought? I th- it must be the most efficient psychotherapy question to ask within that few words to have people run through that in their mind that quick because... It, you immediately have to start answering your own questions and, and answering yourself that quickly. It's a very smart as question. As I think about it. Cause, yeah. Because it shows a couple of things. A, it shows that you gave a shit to take five minutes and look it up, right? So there, there's a little bit of that subconsciously there. So it, 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 it imbues a little bit of trust, I guess. And then I'd say the other part is, you know, you're having these people on that are always talking. The easiest thing to ask in an interview is about the person, right? typically, but they're not ever answering those personal questions. A lot of the time they're never doing that. And so, but they do want to talk about it because every entrepreneurship story, entrepreneurial story is wildly interesting because it, there's so many variables. That's why entrepreneurship is such a broad term. You can't really describe it that well, other than it's tough. And so uh, before I forget, uh, DeanAkers.com. If you want to listen to that, those interviews, the CEO Hour podcast, it's on uh, DeanAkers.com forward slash podcast. His other podcast, uh, Selling and Leadership Ninja, that's uh, that's one I've been tuning into a lot lately. Uh, the Brand of You uh, section from a few weeks back is uh, pretty interesting as well. What What can you tell people? They can listen to it. Are there any footnote or any uh, additions to the three episodes about branding yourself? And the, the whole gist, I would say, is brand yourself, dig the wa- uh, dig the well before you need before you're thirsty, right? Uh, work on your own brand. It's not gross. It's not self promoting. It's setting yourself up to to be almost recession proof, be um, you know company proof or what occupation proof if you're at a full time job or whatever. It's one of those things where you, you're, it's like a business self-improvement of sorts to work on. Is that, did I describe it well or? You, you described it, but here's the interesting thing about the brand of you, especially when I do speaking engagements. People don't realize that they have the brand of you every time they meet somebody, whether it's somebody they get in the cab with, 
whether it's somebody they meet in passing in a, in a hallway, first impressions many times in the brand of you. And so the brand of you starts immediately. How you develop the brand of you is, is, is a follow-through. So what I've found with most people is they don't understand that that first impression is critical. It's critical. Now, you don't have to, you know, do something special like wear a suit all the time and stuff. But what's, what is one of the coolest things that you can do for the brand of you that ingratiates yourself to people? Oh, no, this is one of Dean's quiz questions, and I don't know the answer. For people listening, you're teaching. You're teaching uh, CEO, but you're teaching uh, in, in real talk, in real time. Uh, what's the, I was trying to look up something as you're asking that question. <laughs> Give it to us one more time. Sorry. Okay, so, so what is one of the techniques I've found, especially in face-to-face, that's one of the most positive things you can do in creating a step up in the brand of youth when you first meet somebody? Ask them about them. Believe it or not, this will sound old school, but it's so powerful, it's unbelievable. You'll even find today maybe a little bit of awkwardness because of the COVID, but reach out to shake their hand. Ah. Oh, yeah, And it doesn't matter whether it's a female or male. So it's not like if it's a girl, you don't shake their hand. And if you, if they say my name's Fred, while you're shaking their head, you go, Fred, what's your last name? And they go, Fred Smith or whatever. What's the most powerful words in somebody's psyche? Mm. I yes. love you. Yes, I don't know. No, it's actually the sound, it's truly the sound of their own name. Oh. It's still the most powerful words in somebody's psyche. And so what happens is, is, is you engage them and they feel that, that, that engagement. What have you done for the brand of YOU with them? Uh, Promoted it. Validated them. Yeah, you, you've engaged them. You've engaged them. And, um, and, and what's crazy is when you engage them, when you walk away, it's almost phenomenal. It's it's almost should be illegal. In fact, it's like gravity. You know, if you open a hand, it's like gravity. They always go, wow. Because guess how many people today really do an active engagement of the other person, caring about them. And generally, I, I would say do it with genuine feelings. Don't just do it because you read it in the book. How many people really feel that? personal engagement today even more than ever it's true yeah i mean i remember i was what i was trying to look up was on my iCal. we met about a year ago roughly uh at a networking event probably neither of us would usually go to but yeah our mutual friend put it on and i remember meeting you and <laughs> and going oh this guy uh is very interesting and immediately told me about um his interim guy <laughs> aspect but also <laughs> That getting a vasectomy would be the best six hundred dollars I ever spent, and I go that that I would like to work for that guy. Uh, so I I like people that can uh, not be so so uh, formal professional all the time because you you read the room or you read me and you go this, <laughs> this guy, guy likes this jokes. guy looks like Jesus' sure. alcoholic brother or Nicholas Cage and Con Air. This guy probably parties. I can tell him all this stuff. I think Justine, our friend. Told you I did stand up and uh, had a professional life, but 
Actually, she didn't tell me, but oh. when you shared that with me, I think that's still so cool. Well, I think it, it's interesting that you've watched like every Netflix special and, and people should know that are listening. You have the adjunct CEO as a brand that you go out and you'll go out and do speaking engagements. And you're re I'm sure as soon as those, those are happening in um, situations where you can have crowds, you'll be on the road again. If you need punch up, we're here for you anytime, by the way. Well, I'm waiting to go to one of your one of your stand-ups because that's something I've never done. But I, you know, um, I I, uh, I admire stand-up comedians, and literally, I love Netflix because I watch all the stand-up comedians on there, and I go every literally almost every day to see what new new it is on there. But what's even crazier is I go on Netflix and find old ones that I never saw before, and I Google everything on Netflix. So I don't know if they bring up new old ones yeah they'll 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 buy or license uh older ones for a while and then you know depending on if they have a sex scandal or not they may take them off yeah <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite dean favorite stand-up oh my favorite hands down is on white I, I mean i i've traveled all over the united states to see ron white i've seen him so many times live the the worst time though it actually turned me off is um, I watched his Netflix special, and then my son and I flew to see him do his show, and we watched same the thing. Huh? It was the same thing. I mean, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's tough now. I, I'm sure that was like before that. There was a they realized a connection there. Now you can't do that. You know, you have to you have to turn over material. Yeah, now they burn it once it goes on tape. It's done. But, well, you know, so so that was a little bit of disappointment, but I still love Ron White, and I love, you know, I, I like Burr, you know, I like him, he's oh, yeah. always, you know, I, you know, and then I like, what's her name? Oh, God. I got a woman. <laughs> no, you know, this is the, I know he's going to say, because when I asked you oh, about three months ago, I know who you're going to say, if you need me to help you, remember, but help I was me. like, oh, I'm, help I'm, I'm, help friends with, I'm friends with her, uh, Eliza. Oh, Eliza, uh, yeah. And I was like, Schlesinger. yeah, but from, from I'm a, just saying yeah, for the audience, yeah, she dropped the last name because it's too hard for a lot of people to uh, say, but it's like for someone of your age and stature to be like, who do you like? And you're like, Eliza. I was like, Hey, that's, that's great that you uh, have watched a lot of that. A lot of people, uh, a lot of older white male figures don't, that's not her demo. Uh, and, no. but you realize I, like I did when I started with her, I was like, She's smart. She's very business savvy too. You can tell in the way she, she constructs bits, but, uh, I just, that and Ron White being her favorite. Cause he's my favorite. Uh, and I've gotten to open for him once and kind of lost my shit doing it. But, um, you know, it was one of those things where he's got a scotch in his hand. That's real scotch. And this is like a Tuesday night in Atlanta, like yeah. 10 years ago. And there's like, Hey, I'm just going to sit in the car with the scotch. Uh, just give me a Alone. knock. Give me a knock when uh, I need to go. Uh, where you're about to go up, I was like, "All right, <laughs> I have to go knock on his car." But well, you know, stand-up comedy has got to be one's toughest form of speaking and stuff because you're vulnerable. You know, I've never done it, but I can't even imagine. You're like, while you've done stand-up comedy, you know, to to put your material together, you've got a, a raw audience. 
know? But it's a lot of what you talked about because you have to read the room. You have to uh, think of the audience as one person if you can, if it's a good, like, decent setup. Uh, You want that audience to galvanize, uh, like Steve Martin says. And, um, you know, if you can engage with them, like, if you're just straight up, I'm going to do my material. I'm not going to even, I'm going to ignore what just happened over here. That was crazy. You have to really take it all in. You can't just be robotic about it or else it, it's, it is the only art where I feel like that fourth wall is broken, whether a lot of people realize it now or not. And you, it's fun to play with that too. Cause people don't, they think they're watching Netflix if they zone out so much. So you can be like, look, this ain't Shakespeare. Like I can talk. I to can you. see you. Right. I'll put my nuts right on your face. Like, I don't care. You know, like that's why it doesn't do stand up anymore. That's why I, I, I have a year band. No, um, but I don't uh, – we can go down that route. You, by the way, I guarantee have done stand-up better than most stand-ups have done it. Uh, I Just knowing your personality and being able to work with you uh, because you're, you're tossing out dimes left and right that are throwaways for you. That's how I know you, you easily do it in your speaking engagements. Uh, with the brand of you stuff, what, where are you, what are you working on for your brand of you? Well, you know, I, I, I do podcasts. I got to tell you, I'd like to tell you podcast was a real scientific thought process. But it happened uh, about three years ago when I took over a company to run and we were getting thrown out of offices. We were told to, can I use the F-bomb on a podcast this one? Please do. Oh, this one? Yeah, we, we encourage yeah. it. Yeah, so I was I would go see customers and they tell me to get the fuck out of there when I gave my card and I go, man, this is better proof. And they hated it. So I had to figure a Trojan horse to have them invite me in. And so I I I I went on the radio and I started a show called The Condo Coaches. And every week I had a Saturday morning, Sunday morning show it was recorded and we recorded it and it would go out on Saturday and Sunday morning on AM stations across the state of Florida. And I was the head coach, the head condo coach. And we were, quote, all volunteers to help condominium associations with problems. And I'd have another guest, which would be a roofing guy, an insurance guy or something. And I was the head condo coach. And we would talk. And it, it really was crazy. I and mean, it went crazy. And at the same time, podcasts were just starting. So I was recording it anyway. So I put it up on YouTube, and, I, and we had video, and I put it up on, on a podcast. Well, my podcast, still today, I get emails every day from people listening to the podcast, like, can you help me out with this? My condo association, or the board member of this and this. So that's how I got in. Then I got asked to speak by a guy by the name Chris Krimatos. Do you all know Chris? Yeah. Yeah, 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 from the Florida Podcasters Association. Correct. And so nice. he was first, he was pioneering podcasts. So I got this, he said, would you come speak at PodFest, which we first started. And now it's a big convention in Orlando. And I went there, we just started talking. Long story short, next thing I know, I've done 160 episodes. You know, I've had hundreds of thousands of downloads. You know, it, it's it's, people relate to it. And it's just become something like brushing your teeth. So podcasting for me has been one of my branding views. But my signature branding view, I would say my signature branding view, if I had to pick something, this, if you see here, 
This will be done before I get off the air, after I'm on the air. Right here is probably, I don't know, 20 notes to write. One of them will be to the CEO of Cindy, Cindy Furniture down in Fort Lauderdale. And all it says is a home furniture retailer headed forward to Fort Lauderdale, purchased land, Highway 19, da 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 da. I'll send it to Keith Kamen. I know him, he's a CEO. I write, Keith, congratulations, Dean, put this in there, put it on. No expectation. You know, I'm not going to go call me and we'll hook up or whatever. No I get people. I've had people call me up. I had one guy call me one time after a handwritten note and he goes, you never forget stuff like that. And he said, what are you doing next week? And I go, I don't know. He goes, you want to go with me for 10 days? I go, I, I don't know. What are we doing? He goes, we're going to go marlin fishing off, off Costa Rica, off the, uh, Guatemala with fly rods. I go, yeah, that sounds like a hell of a trip. He said, well, just be at Hangar 1. We got on his jet. We flew to freaking Guatemala on his jet. We went fly fishing for Marvel, and we picked up two other guys. We actually flew to Houston, picked two other guys, and went down there. We caught it a Bell Jet Ranger, guys. You can't make this up. Flew out to the coast, go marlin fishing. And after two days, they go, well, let's go to one of the guys had a private island in Roatan, which is off, off of uh, Colombia or somewhere like that, Venezuela, so, or wherever it is. So we took the jet and flew to this private freaking island, this guy owns. And now we go scuba diving, all this, all that off of a handwritten note. So you think having a 10 day all paid for, I couldn't pay for anything. I go, well, let me buy this. Nope, you're our guest. Flying on a private jet, marlin fishing. How many people get to go marlin fishing with a fly rod in the Pacific Ocean? Off Guatemala, getting there by helicopter after you arrived in the jet. I didn't know you could uh, fish for marlin with a fly rod. How does that work? Yeah. How is it not? Uh, Here, here's how it works. You tease them up, and they come right up to the back of the boat. These big ass fish. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. They come up, and and you you've got teasers out, and then you throw the ballyhoo and stuff out there, and then the marlin hits it. Well, when the marlin hits it, all you do is follow him around for two hours. Okay. So it's I mean, you eventually get him near the boat and they call it a catch and release. And it's you'll be fighting him and you hit those take line and you'll watch that reel just go. <laughs> He's doing whatever he wants. Right. But the rush is just I don't know. It's a rush. Yeah. But it came off of a note. What analytics marketing nerds would call a touch point, but not, but it's not it, way to ruin it. No, but you it's not, it's it. not for that though. It's not, it, it's almost, you're almost a uh, uh, granola hippie in that way of, of uh, I looked at that as a gratitude thing almost when yeah. you send those, those out. And I got, well, I saw yeah. your eye cow at one point and you got at least the the lowest amount of birthdays I saw in your iCal, I think, was about seven uh, on a day. I did every day. I got one, you know, Ideal Image, which was a, a company that I was able to grow from one to sixty locations. It was a great exit for me. It was the, the whole transaction was worth millions to me personally, and that all happened strictly out of a handwritten birthday note I wrote somebody. He said. You never forgot my birthday, and I hadn't seen it in six or seven years. I was semi-retired at the 
the time I sold my construction company. He goes, what are you doing for lunch? I go, I don't know. He says, let me buy you lunch. So we go have lunch. And while we're at lunch, he says, I got these two chiropractors in this one med spa. I wonder if you might be able to help them. Went over there, helped them out a little bit. Then they said, would you be our CEO? And we'll give you ownership and blah, blah, blah. We blew it out in the next five years in 60 locations. They had been in business seven years and couldn't get it past that next level. We blew it out. It was a great deal for me. But it was all by virtue of one birthday note without agenda. I didn't write a birthday note saying, hey, happy birthday. You got any crap I could do? You know. So building the brand of you between podcasts. Uh, I work with the military now. And the military, when, here's another. I got to tell you another thing. If you got a Gmail account, get rid of it. Ending in at gmail.com account. Correct. Yeah. Go buy a domain. Get your own name in most cases. But get a domain that brands you. You know, if you're doing stuff, stand-up comic, it might be law the stand-up. Oh, I, I listened and I, I, I was like, oh yeah, he's right. So I went and got my old domain, Lawsmith Works, because I wanted something that can go business or comedy. Yeah, and you put that and you get that as your email. You know, I got DeanAcres.com. I got Agency. My wife actually sat me down the other day and she thought she, she sat down and she, she saw my one-on-one bill mm-hmm. and she goes, Dean, all these damn domain names. What are you doing? I said, well. Some of them I can get rid of because because I got I got one domain. I was sitting with a kid one day, and it worked out really good for this kid. I was sitting with this kid helping out his family. His family wanted me sitting because he felt like a loser. He was about six foot seven, big old geeky guy, uh-huh. and, and he had an accounting degree. And he and he, 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 he I said, "What's your passion?" And he goes, "What do you mean? What's my passion?" And I go. Because his dad wanted me to help him find a job. And I go, well, what's your passion? He goes, he stands up and he leans up right in front of me at breakfast. He says to me, he goes, all I am is a big fucking geek. <laughs> Starts crying. And I got big fucking geek, big freaking geek.com. <laughs> and what we did is it turned out he loved movies. He loved movies. He would go to every first run movie. And he loved the movies so much. He would go to the movie. And then he was an artist. And he would he would put a camera over his, his art. And he would draw the movie stuff and then color it in. And then he time-lapsed it in and did his own review of the movie. And if you were to go to YouTube now, he has a big freaking geek.com site. And he does other stuff. And he does movie, movie reviews. But what it did is it created an identity for him. Right. And created a passion for him. And he feels fulfilled. Before, everybody, he just felt that being a big freaking geek, or as he said, I'm going to wave as a big fucking geek. I go, you think you're in a world by yourself? Yeah, there's, uh, and we're finding out more and more, you know, uh, there's a lot of that crowd out there that feels the same way. Yeah, but be proud of who you are. You know, what most people don't realize, the guy was on the phone earlier today, is I, I gave him, I, I told him about my daily prayer, my daily prayer. And he goes, your daily prayer? I said, yeah, it's not religious. It's not religious. He goes, what's your daily prayer? And this guy said, here's your problem. 
And I actually was meeting with the CEO this morning. I did this with Barry said this just got me off. Yep. But I was meeting with the CEO this morning and we were talking about stuff and everything. And he was talking about stuff. We're up on this third floor of this building that he owns and we're sitting there and there's a chair there. So I handed him the chair and I said, let's drag this around for the next hour. So he starts dragging the chair around. And he said, I don't want to drag the chair. I said, keep dragging. He goes, you're such an asshole. Why? Okay. He keeps dragging the chair. And I finally, we didn't make the full hour. He goes, what are you being such a jerk about me dragging a chair? I said, guess what that chair is? Guess what it is? His old life. Or his past. I was going to say ball Okay, chain. yeah, I got it. I was going to go ball and chain metaphorically, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, how many people do we meet that are dragging the chair? Oh, yeah. Most and can you, can you change anything at all that happened yesterday? No. No. So is there any point in taking it and not angsting about it? Yeah. I mean, all you can do is learn from it, right? right yeah. But, you, but, but if you sit there and go, you know, blah, 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 my life's bad, blah, blah, blah. So here's my daily prayer. I wrote it 22 years ago after I was all planned out with my career, my marriage, and I, we went through a divorce. And I decided, you know, I'm just going to focus on two things. One is making today awesome. If somebody pulls out in traffic, I just slow down and go, whatever. I'm not mad at them. I make today awesome. And I always let people go in front of me at the grocery store, and it freaks them out. I go, or if I'm in line at a fast food and there's some lady behind me, I go, man, why don't you go first? It, you know, and then the other thing is help somebody every day for no pay. I've been doing it with the military, with young people and stuff. And, and what I do is I do something every day. And I'm not talking about you know, give somebody on the street a quarter and say, oh, I did that. Meaningful. And here's the mathematics behind it. It's, it's kind of a selfish mathematics, you could say. If I make today awesome with those two parameters and I fall asleep tonight, tomorrow when I wake up, God willing that I didn't die in my sleep, what was yesterday? Awesome day. Best day Correct. of your life. And the last week, awesome and on and on and on. One day at a time with my daily prayer. And now I can safely look at people and say, I'm, I'll be 69 this year and I've had awesome life and people talk about stuff they go well have you done much i said i've probably done more than 99.999 percent of people i fly fish for, for, for marlin obviously i went to the new york jets baltimore colt super bowl three how many people say they went to that yeah. you know that are alive I, <laughs> huh? not many that are alive yeah <laughs> i also i've been to the playboy mansion for the halloween party yeah, spooky. I've, I've traveled all over the world. I've done a circumnavigation, which means you start in Tampa and go around the world without coming back, and you make it all the way around. I've done crazy cool stuff. I've skydived a number of times. I've free dived myself. You know, I've dove. I've dove with whale sharks. I've dove uh, without a cage with real sharks in Costa Rica, where you couldn't even count them on five, ten hands. You know, I've just done cool stuff. So at the end of the day, you think Mr. Dean's had an awesome day every day and has had an awesome life? 
Yeah. You keep but it simplistic all, like that, though. That helps, yeah. you know. Um, but we, but we all, while we all have challenges, my dad committed suicide. Two of my brothers died early. You know, we all have a journey, right? Right. But if we just focus on making our day awesome and helping somebody else, the outcome when you when you lay down at night and go, huh, pretty awesome day. Yeah, I mean, huh. that is the pragmatic kind of stuff this show is really about uh, because. You know, I don't. We don't like motivational stuff. It's fine, but that kind of stuff is the real motivation by doing by doing the exercise of the day like that. Um, we we want to have you back on as much as we. There's not enough time in the podcast recording world to get every story you've already told us uh, uh, off air. So can we ask you to come on uh, a month from now or so? And I got a lot of other questions. Like oh, the open rate story uh, and stuff like that. We'll tease, <laughs> yeah, that's, we'll tease that out a bit, but uh, but we always ask, and I'll show you because you I've made uh, thank you cards for people that come on our show. You'll get one of those if you can see that. Yeah, I see in that. our '80s kind of branding style. I've already ordered them. You should have gotten a thank you card already from me. Hopefully, got to your office. I did. I did. Thank you. With it getting sent back because I had the wrong address for your house. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't give out his real address, dude. I, I stalked it down. I got it. Uh, but what's it called? Uh, the thing we have to ask everybody that comes on for the first time on the sweat equity is, uh, it, what advice would you give your 13 year old self? And then we'll close out, uh, the episode. My 13 year old self would be, uh, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. So you go back in time, you can go grab yourself by the collar and you tell yourself, 13-year-old Dean Akers, don't sweat the small stuff. And you know who told me that, actually, and it worked for me? was my dad. Okay. And so it's been the mantra that when I, all through my career, my life, and college and everything, I never sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. So I'm sort of telling what my, I would tell my 13-year-old son, but it hasn't changed. And I have told that to all five of my sons. That's good advice. You're a macro guy too. Hmm. You like to take that macro view and look at stuff. And I, I think well, I love a, both you guys. Obviously, we got to work together a little bit. Yeah, we love you too, Dean. <laughs> Miss you. Yeah, and if there's anything, if I can ever help you or your listeners, you know, I'm always here. And and uh, again, I'm you know, uh, I'm I, I look back and I go, I, I'm I'm going to be 69 this year, and it's just like it's been a blow by. And I was talking to one of my sons yesterday and he goes, hey, you know, so-and-so just had another baby. And I'm going, oh, my God, I remember when he was coming over to our house and I said, to whip his ass because he was like a smart-ass little eight-year-old kid. That little shit. Having... Yeah, so life is good. One day at a time. Help somebody every day and you'll have an awesome life. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll have you back on in a month, uh, if that's cool with you, if we can steal yeah. 35 minutes thanks, from you. And- thanks for letting me join you guys. I really appreciate it. And I hope all your viewers uh, enjoy. I'm sure they enjoy the show. And, uh, and happy happy day with you guys. All right, go Bucks. Yeah, thanks, Dean. Go Bucks. yeah. See ya.